Welcome to World 1 Stage 1, a retro video gaming podcast. I'm Guybrush Threepwood and I'm a mighty pirate, and with me as ever is Jack. I, I don't have a pirate name. No? no you're no. not Meathook? No, I, I, I'll i think of a pirate name for next time. It won't be relevant next time, but... No. No. Anyway, in case we have I'll be Carla. Okay, you can be Carla. There we go. In case we haven't given it away already, we're talking about Monkey Island, as requested. Uh, by many. Many. Firstly, Rowan. Firstly, Rowan. But then, as we've mentioned it to people, they've all said, good idea. And we agreed. Yes, we did. <clears throat> but first of all, we had to talk about the crap. Ah, yes, the crap. So, Jack, what crap have you got to share with us this week? Uh, you know, very, very, very little. Um, as some of you might know, I'm in a tremendous amount of debt at the moment, which is, which is rather funny. Well, that's a topical and relevant problem. That's sort of a nationwide problem, that one. It is, it is. Um, I'm, I'm also looking for work, so if anyone out there, you know, fancies hiring me, anything, uh, that'll, that'll be good. So yes, give Jack a job. Yeah, start the, start the uh, let's get Jack out of debt fund, and buy him a roast dinner. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Oh yeah. What about you? What crap have you got to talk about? One thing that has caught my attention, which I think is quite fascinating. Uh-huh. I can't remember the guy's name for the life of me, but there is a gentleman in the United States who has found himself on the FBI's terrorism watch list. Right. And rather than just saying, I've got nothing to hide, mm -hmm. he's decided to prove it by showing everything. He set up a website where he documents thousands and thousands and thousands of photos in a sort of mo blog of everywhere he goes, everyone he talks to, everything he does, and carries a GPS device on him at all times, and there's a constantly updating map showing you where he is. So he's literally putting his entire life out there and saying, See, I'm not doing anything wrong, hmm. which has got to be one of the best legal defences ever, <laughs> or one of the most cynical but brilliant art installations. I'm not sure which. Or well, halfway between the two. Yeah. But it's an absolutely fascinating site because, you know, the photography isn't great. It's typically mobile phone pics, as you might expect. But it's just so varied, so many of them. It's someone's entire life that there's this incredible voyeuristic thrill that goes through you when you just <laughs> realise this entire man's life is on display. But yes, that's the crap. Wow, we've got very little crap this week. Well, we, we can always talk about more um, um, weather. It's hot. It is. Summer is starting. It is. And it's hot. The summer is hot and it's here. And it's a very British podcast because we've now talked about the weather. Oh, yeah. Moving on, Monkey Island. Why did we have so much crap to talk about last week and now we don't? I don't know. Actually, I just realised how very, very, very relevant it is to be doing uh, Monkey Island today because I'm going to be going and seeing Pirates tonight. 
This is true, and I'm going to be going and seeing pirates tomorrow. Ah, excellent. So pirate adventures and Caribbean life all over the place. It's everywhere at the moment. Oh, it'll be fun, and it'll be fantastic, and there'll be har har... <gasps> oh, I should go in pirate costume. You should go in pirate costume. Have you got a pirate costume? No, but I can make one. You see, you say this. You're, you're always threatening to make costumes. But then I realise I have no money. A pirate costume would not take all that much money. I'd just take the clothes I have... And ruin them. And ruin them. It's it not a good idea, because you can't afford to replace them. True. Uh, it strikes me that you're kind of a cosplay wannabe. Cosplay wannabe? Yeah, because you're always threatening to see, make costumes, and I've never seen them. Yeah, there's, there's a photo of, like, the one costume I ever did online somewhere. Yeah. At least cosplayers follow through. <laughs> <laughs> you said follow through. <laughs> oh, is that what we've come down to? Okay. Come on, this is me you're talking to. It is. But yes, at least cosplayers... Make good on their threats. Funnily enough, on the Toko forum, so we were looking at the, the, the costumes yesterday, last night, uh, looking at the tokenatsu thing for the cosplayers, and it said, there's a girl in there called Fran-chan, and Fran is a character from Final Fantasy XII who doesn't wear very much. She's a rabbit girl. Oh, it's God. It's rather disturbing. Um, there's a girl in there called, whose screen name is Fran-chan, and um, so she, can't, she was going to be cosplaying Fran this year, but now she no longer can because her dad has forbidden it. I'm not surprised. Which I think is fairly awesome. Uh, yeah, I think that's fairly awesome and very wise. Yep, can't trust those damn stinking otaku. No, certainly can't. Although if there are any listening, we love you. Jack loves you a lot more than I do. <laughs> We're done with crap, aren't we? We are! I, I'm, I'm really struggling Five to... Five minutes of crap. That can't be right. Come on, last time we spoke be lots and crap and stuff. Yeah, but we also had mail and things. Well, we've actually had mail this week as well. Ah, really? I haven't brought it with me. Ah, okay. But we've had a mail from Phil confirming that Mortal Kombat mythology, I believe it was actually mythology, was a side-scrolling, sub-zero-based Mortal Kombat beat-em-up. I have superior mental faculties to the average person. From 1997. Ah, a lot older. A lot younger than you would have thought. So possibly not part of the golden age of side-scrollers. Mm. In fact, I think we can it count it firmly. It very good. Yeah, we can count it firmly in the slump of yeah. side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Still ten years ago. Mm, true. Getting on. I were up a little fella at that beach, and all this were orange groves and fields as far as the eye could see. Now that's just not true, is it? it it's not. But yes, we've also had a mail suggesting that we look into sort of the classics of video game violence. Oh, now I'd be happy for that. With video game violence being such a hot-button topic these days... <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was far too loud and horrendous. Okay. But with video game violence being such a hot-button topic today... These days, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's just, we go back and look at Phantasmagoria and the kind, the games that started off the controversy. Yeah, or controversy. Depending on your pronunciation. But that's definitely a thought. We might do some theme shows at some what's, point. What's Phantasmagoria? Phantasmagoria is rubbish. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Have you ever heard of something called Seventh Guest? No. Right, back when CD-ROMs first came out, everyone got all excited and thought what they did with a CD-ROM was they made an interactive FMV, and they just put loads of video on a CD and said, oh, look, it's a game. I see. Now, Seventh Guest was a puzzle game in a similar vein to Myst. You know, spooky old house, you're going around solving puzzles and getting rewarded with videos. Uh-huh. And that was followed by Eleventh Hour. But there was also Phantasmagoria, which was part B-grade horror film, 
hearts, softcore pornography, all bad game. Interesting. Yeah. This wasn't the thing with uh, the Grim Reaper on the front of it, and it was in, set in some kind of weird little town. In No. Uh, this was the one with, I, I believe someone got electrocuted at some point or something, and I think it had a big electric chair on the cover. Uh, now, I need to try and find out what that one was. It was just a picture, it was like the Grim Reaper, but he wore a big brown cloak, and it was set in some kind of strange deep south town that looked very grim and violent and like that kind of gritty violent that you don't you don't see these days not mm. lots of brown and rust and that kind of stuff well, i can't help you with that one but if anyone can yeah do email in and let us know because it sounds interesting yeah a lot of it seemed like that kind of thing as well mm. um click and, and find and, and oh god there's blood kind of <laughs> thing that's that's phantasmagoria definitely yeah. yeah click and find and oh god there's blood but oh. also also nipple there's there's nipples and blood yeah i see like i said b-grade horror softcore porn and terrible game gotcha and i will say that both of these emails were addressed how are you gentlemen Excellent. so i'm i'm very pleased with our listeners at the moment and then were they both by the same person no nope. one from phil one from josh ah. so still people we know yeah. We've still yet to get an email from our wider audience. Come on, you people. Yes, we know you're listening. I've seen the audience numbers. Don't and pretend. we don't know that many people. I certainly don't. So you've got to be out there, but not emailing. So get on with it. Yeah. Hmm. We want to hear yeah. from you. We don't, you don't actually necessarily have to come up with something for a game. Just run and say hi. Yeah, just hello. That would be fine. Just how are you, gentlemen? And then that's it. It would be nice to hear from you. That's all it, it we're saying. Was. Why don't you write once in a while? That's all we ask. It is. Don't make us move to Florida and sit in a retirement home. I don't know. Oh. Moving to Florida does have its advantages. Moving in a retirement home, not so much. <gasps> we could push over old people. We could race them downstairs. I'm not sure that's a uh, a worthy ambition in life, but... Gotta have a goal. You do have to have a goal, and I suppose yours is easier to attain than some. <laughs> I've just realised I've left the show notes over there. Hang on. Keep talking. Uh, uh, no, I can go grab them. Okay. I've got free reign of the thing for a while while he's getting show notes, so which um, kind of puts you lot in a difficult position, really, because I've kind of got an unpredictable banana to way of talking and so on. And, you know, it might take a while. So then they had photo something written on them. No? Okay. I'm assuming that's something to do with your photography course. I'm a master of deductions. That's the... They're not there, are they? Well, I've worked out where I left the show notes. It's not here, is it? No. Are you a bit of a prat? I am a little bit, but I can remember <laughs> most of the show notes. It's just some of the trivia is going to get lost. Fair enough. So we should get the trivia out of the way first when we get there, I think. Yes. Fair enough. But, yeah, I had show notes. I had two pages of show notes. I even put them aside specially today so I'd remember them. And you forgot them because you put them aside. Yes, that's right. It happens. They're still in that special place where I put them. Special place. <laughs> so I'm, I'm feeling mighty smart right now. Yeah. But shall we get on with talking about the game? We're obviously just killing time at the moment trying to talk more yeah, about it. Yeah, it, it feels kind of forced, but let's get on to Monkey Yeah, Island. the podcast is about the games, so let's talk about the games. Okay. If, if anyone listens mostly for the talking random nonsense, we apologise. We do, but not much. We're here so, to provide a service. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, not here to take anything away from people, apart from time. We're providing. Yes, that's right. So Monkey Island is Monkey. our topic. Isla de Monos. A tale of piracy, high seas, magic, voodoo, the undead. And well, not undead, they're just dead. And monkeys. Witty comebacks. Witty comebacks. Yes. Fantastic game. 1989. 
Really? Yes. Older than I thought. Almost as old as me. Mm. That's when it first came out. There have been versions since, of course. Ah, I see. But that was when it originally debuted. And it's not a LucasArts game, which people think it is. But it said LucasArts on it. The original release was under Lucasfilm Games. Ah. Before LucasArts even existed. So it's uh, very early on in Lucasfilm Games history, which later became LucasArts. Okay. It's one of the defining games of its genre. And its genre being? Point-and-click adventure. There we go. Specifically, in this case, the, the humorous point-and-click adventure. It's probably the best kind. I always thought so. Although there is something to be said for games like Darkseed. Yes. The H.R. Geiger one. But the humour is, as set by Lucas, hmm. has always been something to aspire to for these kinds of games. Even if Lucas himself is not. That's true. Yeah, some of the trivia. trivia. To get that out of the way whilst it's still fresh in my mind. Like a freshly baked eye of knowledge. Yes. I think we've still got some apple pie left over from Tuesday. I don't know. I didn't have any then, uh, so... Okay. Monkey Island. There is a Monkey Island. There is actually a Monkey Island As in the Il de Monos in Spanish, and I believe it's actually in the Caribbean. Ah. It would make sense. Because monkeys there. There are monkeys there in the Caribbean. Yes. A lot of other places, but most there are some in the Caribbean. Yeah. But there is a monkey island. However, that monkey island is not the setting for the game. It needs to be said. Is it not? No. The monkey island in the game is entirely fictional. It's a shame. I want to go there. (laughs) A lot of people do. Hmm. Anyway. Not set in the real Monkey Island, but rather a fictional place, the product of the Lucasfilm Games partner's imagination. Now, there is a a classic joke in Monkey Island, this is a bit of trivia, that has been removed from subsequent versions because it's one of the biggest sort of unthought-out jokes in history. I see. There is a tree stump in the forest of Melee Island, and if you look into it, or do look at a tree stump, Mm -hmm. Guybrush will say, wow, it opens out into a network of subterranean caverns. And if you try and use the tree stump, it'll ask you to insert disc. Now, this varies depending on the version. Okay. It'll be disc 11, disc 19, something like that. And uh, when you don't have that disc, because it only came on 5 or 6, it'll give you an error message and go back to the game. Yeah. So Lucas got spammed by thousands of complaints from customers saying, I've got a disc missing. <laughs> uh, when it's just a joke. That, that was a bit dumb. That was incredibly dumb. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. There was a later Lucas point-and-click adventure. It may have been Grim Fandango, where you stick your head up through a hole in the ceiling in a network of subterranean caverns, and your head emerges in the forest in Monkey Island 1. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it was actually a later um, Monkey Island game. Okay. Because Guybrush himself sees a a pack of stunningly rendered jaguars and pulls his head back down. Right. So in-jokes in and in-references are right. a running theme of LucasArts point-and-click games. Okay. In fact, this one, even though it's one of the earliest they did, still manages to have references to others. Yeah? Yeah, one of the biggest ones, of course, being, well... We ought to talk about the setting and the concept of yeah, Monkey Island because people aren't going to get the references otherwise. Okay. Monkey Island is a game following Guybrush Threepwood, and Guybrush Threepwood wants to be a mighty pirate. He does indeed. Which is why he has come to fabulous Melee Island, where it's it is always, always 10, 10 o'clock. o'clock, mostly because the clock has stopped. Which I only learned today. Melee Island is the right place, but Guybrush has chosen the wrong time because the zombie pirate. Nope, sorry. Oh, spoiler for Monkey Island 2. <laughs> Ghost Pirate LeChuck. Okay. He becomes a zombie in Monkey Island 2. Okay. Ghost Pirate LeChuck has been causing all sorts of bother. And mayhem and, and mishaps. And mischief. So piracy is pretty much a dead occupation just at the moment. The pirates aren't pirating. Nope. Which is a bit of a problem for Guybrush. Because he wants to be a pirate. He does. But he is a bit shit. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. He, he's one of the lovable failures of computer games. 
And Guybrush finds, quite quickly, three pirate leaders in a bar, a tavern, called the Scum Bar, who set him three trials. One of them was thievery. Uh, one of them was... Combat. Combat, of course. And the other one was... Something else. Treasure hunting? Treasure hunting. Yes! Yay! Treasure hunting, thievery, and combat. So, off you go to prove yourself to them. And once you've proven yourself, congratulations. That's about it, you'll get... Yeah. Oh, and a nice wine shirt. Uh, uh, t-shirts. Yeah. 100% cotton t-shirt. Which I then put into the pot later on. But... Yes, you did. Yeah. And at this point, everything's going swimmingly, and you've met Elaine Marley, mm-hmm. which becomes a key for all the future Monkey Island games. Yeah. Oh, yes, the, the love story between Guybrush and Elaine is recurring. I see. Elaine is the fantastic governor of Melee Island, the island where there's only one candidate and only one choice. Mm-hmm. And Zomb- Monkey Island 2 is one of my favourite games of all time. Ghost pirate LeChuck okay. abducts her. Right. Round about the same time, you become a pirate, conveniently enough. Mm-hmm. So you want to go off and save her because you've fallen madly in love with the woman. Now it's time to get a crew, get a ship, and get out there and kick his butt. And save the... Governor. Governor. I'm sorry, the governor's in another castle, etc. Governor Elaine Marley. So you set out, you find yourself a crew, you get yourself a ship, you head to Monkey Island and attempt to rescue the governor. Mm-hmm. All the while wondering what is the secret of Monkey Island. Because it gets, it gets brought up a lot. It does. And it's the name of the game, so... Ah, okay. The full name of Monkey Island is actually The Secret of Monkey Island. Now I know. So now we've given you a basic overview. We'll come back to the details of the plot later. You, you have a frame of reference for a lot of what we're going to be saying. Yes, you do. Because in terms of in-jokes... The Scum Bar itself, it's spelt with a double N, Mm -hmm. that stands for Script Creation Utility for Maniac Mansion. (laughs) It's a bit of software they use to write their games. Right. I'm assuming Maniac Mansion was one of their games, or...? It was the first of the real point-and-click adventures. Certainly the first of the Scum games, because Scum was written for it. Yeah. And that's why these days you can get Scum VM, which is a virtual machine to run games written in the Scum language. Excellent, okay. But the Scum Bar is a reference right away. Mm -hmm. Inside the Scum Bar is not only a logo of the Pillsbury Doughboy... Oh, yeah! ...but also a gentleman by the name of Cobb, who wears a button that says, Ask me about Loom. I don't get it. He's one of the pirates. But Loom was their immediately prior game. I see. The game they released just before Monkey Island. And Cobb was a character in Loom. Yeah. So he's popped up as an appearance in Monkey Island to tell you about Loom. Excellent. And if you do proceed to ask him about Loom, he will go off on a spiel about what a good game it is whilst the caption advertisement appears at the top of the screen. I see. It's even referenced in the credits that Cobb appears courtesy of Loom. <laughs> and a seagull appears courtesy of Loom. Loom. I see. Is Loom also a piratey game? Or? No. no. Okay. No, um, Loom is, however, referenced more than once in Monkey Island. Okay. There are at least two occasions that I know of where you have the option, as Guybrush, to say, I'm Bobbin, are you my mother? Yes. Bobbin Threadbare is the lead character of Loom. Okay. And he's looking for his mother. And on one of these occasions, when you say it to Meathook, who is a large gentleman with hooks for hands... You you can tell he's hard that way. Yes. He will respond, no, your mother was a duck. In Loom, your mother was a swan. I see. So it's, it's another in reference. But right away we're seeing how many 
in-jokes there are. Another frequent one is Guybrush is constantly trying to tell people that he's selling fine leather jackets. I've not come across that one yet, I don't think. Uh, when you first see the Fettuccini brothers, I think you might be able to say it to the sheriff, I think you might be able to say it to Elaine the first time you meet it. It's always, I'm, I'm selling these fine leather jackets. Ah, right. And that was actually a cover story used by Indiana Jones in the computer game version of Last Crusade. Ah. Also, when you first go and see the voodoo lady on Melee Island, who is a, a large woman... Uh, That's a woman? Oh, yes. Oh, shit. The voodoo Voodoo Lady is a woman. Uh, she has a chalice on one of her counters. I don't know if you encountered this. Yeah. Did you do a look at it? I think so. And it says, now this truly is the cup of a carpenter. Oh, yes. Which that is one an Indian yeah. reference. And if you try and pick it up, you actually briefly turn into Indiana Jones. I did not notice that one. Yeah, yeah it happens. There's also the first time you see Herman and you've arrived on the sea monkey, the boat. Mm-hmm. Required to go and save Elaine. He says, You came on that thing, you're braver than you look, which is almost a direct Princess Leia quotation. Good old Lucas. There's uh, a, a craven idol of Sam and Max on Monkey Island. Ah. So it's packed with references. Those are all the ones I can remember off the top of my head, but I know there are more. And there's plenty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. full of them. And oh no, I, I can remember another one. When you're getting trained by Captain Smirk to sword fight. Actually, I can remember two. There's quite a few in this scene, but I can only remember two of them. Yeah. The machine. Yep. A large, rumbling, sword-fighting machine that you're put up against to train your sword-fighting skills to master the art of combat to prove yourselves to the pirate leaders. The machine is almost identical to one that Gene Wilder faces in the movie Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother. Okay. And when Smirk starts teaching you about insults, he says, Imagine the situation. I've just cut two vertical slashes into each of your cheeks. Well, cutting two vertical slashes into each of your opponent's cheeks was what Inigo Montoya did in The Princess Bride. Yes. So, another reference. There's a few princess bride references in this being a piratey game mm. but that's the only one I can remember off god that was a good head. film it was a good was film was that Andre the Giant playing the joint in that oh you've got me it, it was a big fella it was a big fella it may have been I don't know anybody want a peanut but yes Monkey Island full of in-jokes and full of references, many of which recur throughout the series. Uh, I believe also I'm Guybrush Threepwood, Prepare to Die is another Princess Bride reference, because of course I am Inigo Montoya, you killed my father, Prepare to Die. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> it may or may not be. Equally, Elaine, um, the way she looks in the close-up, there is a portrait of her that you see in close-up. All right. And that is based on one of the artists at LucasArts at the time. Ah. And Carla, the swordmaster of Melee Island is based on their quality control person, product support person. When huh. Guybrush's name itself is an in-joke. Ah, okay. <clears throat> All the artwork for Monkey Island was done in a bit of software called D-Paint. And when you save a file in D-Paint, it has the extension dot .brush. Okay. And the artist was working on the main character, the guy who would be the main character, and it got saved as Guy.brush. Okay. And his name stayed as Guy.brush, shortened to Guybrush. And Threepwood, or is that just... Threepwood was added on by a competition internally in the company, sort of a, a Neymar character competition for all the staff. Yeah. And Threepwood got picked. It's actually a reference to an old P.G. Woodhouse novel. Okay. There's a character in um, a P.G. Woodhouse novel with the surname Threepwood. There we go. So that's where that comes from. Another reference. And now you know. So you're starting to get the impression that the writers have crammed this one with as many bad jokes and puns and references as humanly possible. It's hardly even their own game, really. No. (laughs) 
it's gotten to the point where there's a lot of material that is owing to something else. But it is still a very, very funny game. So what kind of characters are you going to encounter in Monkey Island then? Well, obviously, first of all, you've got Guybrush himself, the mighty pirate. He's a mighty, mighty pirate. Although he is a little bit weedy. And a bit shit. And a bit weak. And not very clever. And a bit baby-faced. And a bit back-talky when you try and tell him to do things that he doesn't want to do. Oh, yes, certainly. And very weak-willed. And has silly hair. But he is a mighty pirate. And he can hold his breath for ten minutes. And he can hold his breath for ten minutes, which is quite significant. It is. Because if you try and hold your breath for longer than ten minutes, you will die. Yep. Well, he will die. If you try and hold your breath for at least ten minutes, you probably will die. Going back to trivia, actually, I've just remembered Game Breakers. Ah, yes. Being an old game, there are several ways you can actually break Monkey Island. And one of them is just that, and it's a deliberate one. There is a scene where you are thrown into the water, weighted down, and if you wait ten minutes, you'll die, because Guybrush famously claims to the pirate lords... I can hold my breath for ten minutes. And he can, but any longer than that and he'll die. Yep. Another way is you can spend all your money. Ah. You can give all your money to Otis, who we will come on to in a minute, and then you have no money, so you can't proceed with the game. Or you can put all your money into the grog machine at Stan's used shipyard, and then you have no money and can't proceed with the game. Yep. And as we recently discovered... God, that was annoying. At one point, you need to light a fuse on a cannon. However, shortly before this, you're cooking up a pot full of ingredients, which are very random... And it is quite possible to include everything flammable in your inventory in the soup and have nothing with which to light the fuse. Yep. That's another game breaker. And there is one that, whilst it looks like a game breaker, isn't. Okay. This is another in-joke. When you get to Monkey Island, there is a large cliff top at one point. If you try and walk off it, Guybrush will refuse. Okay. If you try it again, he will refuse. Eventually, however, he'll give in and do it. And he'll fall, there'll be a pause, and a little dialogue box will come up saying that you've died. And would you like to restore, restart, or quit? The dialogue looks, oddly enough, exactly like the dialogue boxes that come up when you die in Sierra Adventure Games, who were a huge publisher and competitor of LucasArts at the time. Okay. And the difference between them was in Sierra Games you could die, and in Monkey Island Games you, uh, or LucasArts Games in general, you typically couldn't. Right. So it was just them having a bit of a, a dig at Sierra. Yeah. And no matter what button you pressed, it would just the dialogue would go away and Guybrush would bounce back up from the bottom of the chasm and land back on the cliffside. And his only explanation for how he survived was the words, rubber tree. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So that one looks like a game-breaker, but isn't. Right. And that's all the ways you can fuck up Monkey Island that I know of. But uh, as you know, I only learned of one of those today whilst showing you. I managed to break the game! So there may be others as yet undiscovered. Undiscovered terrain. Absolutely. Fog of war. Breaking Monkey Island, the undiscovered country. But anyway, characters. Yes, Guybrush. We've covered Guybrush. We have. Now, shall we do this in order of appearance? Or as best we can remember them in order of appearance? Or order of significance? Or what do you reckon? Let's random. Random. Okay, well, well, going with significance, there is, of course, LeChuck. Yes. Because we've done the protagonist, Guybrush, let's do the antagonist, LeChuck. LeChuck is a mighty pirate. A mightier pirate. Who actually is mighty, that's the difference. Yep. Apart from the fact he's dead. Yeah, less than mighty is being dead. He is now the ghost pirate LeChuck. Not the zombie pirate LeChuck. Not the zombie pirate, that's in a later game. The ghost pirate LeChuck, who has a ghost ship and a ghost crew. Mm -hmm. Many of whom are not happy to be there, including ghost pirate Bob, his long-suffering assistant. I think I might have seen him, yep. You have seen him, yes. He's the one with the peg leg and the... Uh, I believe he has a ghost parrot as well. I think so, yeah. Yes. Uh, Bob. Bob's great, and Bob recurs towards the end of the game, and you can kill Bob. Ah. Yes. He's a ghost, though? Yes. Okay. Yep, that's another one. It's a bit like walking off the cliff. 
You try and kill him and you can't. You try and kill him and you can't. If you do it enough times, as you give up and walk away, Guybrush will turn around and kill him. And actually, once you've seen what Bob's life like is, uh, I think he'll be quite happy about it. Yeah. You've got LeChuck. LeChuck also falls madly in love with Elaine Marley, kicking off our love triangle, which really is the key to Monkey Island. Ah, okay. The game is the plot key. That Guybrush is madly in love with Governor Marley, and so is LeChuck. Right. And LeChuck carries her away to Monkey Island. Then, of course, next character we should deal with, I suppose, is Elaine Marley. Okay. Who is the ass-kicking governor of Melee Island, who everyone thinks can take care of herself, so they're not that fussed about going and rescuing her. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, she's gotten into politics, as we mentioned earlier, on the principle that one candidate means one choice. Yep. So she's pretty much guaranteed the elections. And it is one of the best scenes, trying to steal that thing from her house. She is responsible for one of the best scenes in the game. Moving on, you've got the very, very varied citizens of Melee Island. Most of them being complete bastards. Or imbeciles. Yeah. Or both. There's the lookout. Oh, yeah, the blind lookout. The blind lookout, uh, whose job is, of course, to watch for oncoming ships, and he can't. But he tries. He, he does. And, hey, it's a good example of equality in practice. Yes. Well, I know, it's not a sensible <laughs> Really in practice, is it? It's... No. You've got the pirates, the many pirates at the scum bar. Many, many, many pirates. Many pirates. Drinking acidic grog. Which is just dangerous stuff. One of the ingredients in which is scum. Hey. Yet another in reference. <laughs> <laughs> And they are served, of course, by the chef. Who is a very, very large fella. He's a very large fella, given to bouts of uncontrollable despair yeah. and surliness, who doesn't want you near his kitchen. That's a lot like John, really, isn't it? Yeah, it really does. Landlord of our former local pub. You've got... And he was a pirate as well. He was a pirate. But then again, the chef wasn't. Or was he? Or was he? Very much. You never see the two of them in the same place. No, because you couldn't go to sea. Ah, yes. Old war injury. Yeah. But he used to be a pirate. Maybe he did used to be a pirate. Then you've got, of course, the shady citizen of Melee who sells you dance steps. I think... Uh, I don't remember this one. The map seller. Oh, yes. Who shows you a map and then hands you dance steps. Yeah. It's his con. And he lives... Well, hangs out just across the road from the men of low moral fibre. Slash pirates. Uh, former pirates. Ah. Now a circus. Or at least they would be if they hadn't lost their elephant. They still have the... Well, they had the mouse. They they had the rat. They had the rat. I, I made it run away. Yes. But they, they loved that rat. They do. It was very cruel of you. It was. And they hang I'd out do it again, on the same street as the voodoo lady. Oh, I still can't believe it was a lady. Very large fat woman who can see the future. So you never actually get to have any dialogue in scenes with the voodoo lady because she'll have it for you. Yep. Because she knows what you're going to say. And she sees the future and foretells it for you. And you know what? Everything she says is true. Is it? It's a matter of interpretation. Okay. I cannot remember the things she says there. I can't off the top of my head either, but I know they are all prophecies that come true. Fair enough. And yeah, she's also the purveyor of a rubber chicken. Yes, with a, with a pulley in the middle. With a pulley in the middle, which Guybrush is confused by. Yep. Even after he's worked out what it's for. <laughs> One of the greatest bugs in the game. Is even after you've used it for its intended purpose, you look at it and go, you have no idea what it's for. Well, he's just got really bad memory. He's shit at everything else. He is shit at everything else, so that's quite possible. And just down the road, there is the shopkeeper. Ugh. Yeah, what a bastard he is, eh? He's an old lech. He's got a thing for the Swordmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he seems to accuse you of stealing all the time, which is odd, because you wouldn't possibly steal from him. Of course I, I wouldn't. Shovel, sword. See, I paid for them. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm an honest fella. I did eventually. Mm. I tried to see if I could... Hello, Harvey! I tried to see if I, if I could get away with stealing them to begin with, but I couldn't. No, I paid for them up front. Because I knew I wouldn't get away with it. Yeah. And in the prison, you have Otis, who we mentioned earlier. Yes, we did. Otis is a sort of, how shall we put it? He's a pirate who, who is secure enough to dress in pink. You've got to be a fairly secure pirate. 
He's fairly secure in his homosexuality. Yeah. He likes interior decoration, and, um, yeah, well, that's Otis. Yeah, I think we don't really need to go into much more than that. He's also invariably locked up. I, he's a recurring character, and he is invariably locked so, up. Ah, uh, like Dumbfuck from, uh, yes, World, yes. always You're always trouble. jailbreaking Otis, because I don't know what it is he does to get locked up. Hey, maybe sodomy's still illegal on Melee Island. Sounds fair. Well, not fair, but sounds right. That's the one. Then you've got, uh, well, Festus Shine Top, I suppose we ought to talk about. The Sheriff. Oh, yes. Of, of Malay Island. Or is he? I don't know. Shady is he? character there. No, yeah. he's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, come on. Uh, spoiler warning. Anyone who rips his skin off to reveal a ghost pirate and throws you into the water to drown probably isn't a sheriff. Oh, yes. I remember that. <laughs> that was a bit of a giveaway, that It's been scene. a very long time since I've played it. It was this afternoon. It was, but I've played a whole other game. I've completed another game end-to-end -end since then. Golden Axe. Okay, it took me 20 minutes, but... <laughs> but yes, Festa Shine Top, the, the sheriff, in inverted commas, of Melee Island. Mm -hmm. Captain Smirk, man who will teach you in sword mastery to the point where you can not beat the sword master, but to the point where you can get close enough. Well, maybe start fighting pirates. Yeah. Who will then, you, you can learn from them. Mm. Anyway, Captain Smirk teaches you the biggest secret about sword fighting there is. The best secret as well. Absolutely. The fact, the truth, that it is not about what you do with your sword, but what you do with your mouth that will win the sword fight. <laughs> Which, I'll just let Jack stop laughing. Okay. Which gives birth to the greatest recurring theme of Monkey Island games, insult sword fighting. Mm -hmm. Now, for anyone who's not familiar with the concept, basically, whenever there's a delicate knife-edge moment in, in a duel between pirates, they will try and out-insult each other. Insults and comebacks, and that's what will turn a fight, not the ability, because anyone can wave a sword. Mm. Not anyone can make the perfect witty comeback at the perfect moment. So what is it to be, Jack Sparrow? Are we to be locked in eternal combat from here till now until doomsday and trumpet sound? How appropriate, you fight like a cow! Which probably wouldn't work, but yeah. No, that would be one of the failed responses. Because the correct response there, of course, is uh, well, the correct trigger for that is uh, you fight like, like a, a dairy farmer. farmer. How appropriate you fight like a cow! cow. I'll use my handkerchief to mop up your blood. Oh, you got the job as the janitor then. I hear you're a di oh, come on, that I hear you're a uh, despicable Sneak. That's a shame no one's ever heard of you at all. Yes. Insults and comebacks, where you wander the island fighting random pirates, insulting them, having them come back at you, hearing their insults that you've not heard before. Remembering them. Remembering them, then going and trying them on other pirates until you get all the comebacks to all the insults, and off you go. Or at least fight. enough to strike it lucky. Or at least enough to strike it lucky. There are 16 total, I think. Really? Mm. Wow. But you don't need anywhere near that number, because you only need five correct responses to beat the Swordmaster. Yeah, but you never know which one she's going to come out with, because she knows all 16. She does know all 16, and she uses different triggers. Ah. She doesn't use any of the traditional lines. She'll never say that you fight like a dairy farmer. Ah. So, for example, um, instead of, my handkerchief will mop up your blood. Mm. Ah, you got the job as the janitor then. She says, my name is known in every dirty corner of this island. And you say, oh, you got the job as the janitor then. Ah. So it's all the same responses, but you've different. Got you've got to use your noggin a bit. You do, just a little bit. Anyway, to get to Captain Smoke, of course, we, we need to cover the troll. Yes! The troll guarding the bridge. The red herring. Yes, he wants something that is apparently significant, but ultimately inconsequential. He wants a red herring. Yes. So you need to go and find a herring that is red and give it to him. And when you do, he'll eat it, which involves the troll removing his troll mask and revealing that he is, in fact, George Lucas. Which I didn't realise till... No, the graphics are quite poor. You sort of need to know mm. and then look at it again and go, oh, yeah, no, I can see that. But it's George Lucas in the troll suit. Of course, on the other side of the troll bridge, as well as Captain Smirk, is Stan. Stan, the used ship salesman. Yes. Previously owned ships, who has a, a fine range of pre-loved 
seafaring vessels. Yes. And you will end up buying one of them. Won't be the best. Won't be the second best. Well, no, it might be the second best. I don't know, I like the longboat. The longboat is fairly awesome. But you end up with the Sea Monkey, which is almost a character in itself. Yeah. The only ship to have returned from Monkey Island before. Its crew didn't, yeah, but the ship did. That was worrying. Manned by a crew of chimps. Oh, yes, I remember that now. <laughs> that was the Sea Monkey. And for some reason, Stan's got it and sells it to you. You've also got the Swordmaster herself. After, after lengthy haggling. Yeah, after lengthy haggling <laughs> and stealing credit. Mm. You've got Carla, the Swordmaster herself. Who is fun. And she's a great character in her own right. And is part of the mutinous crew. And is part of the mutinous crew. The other member of which is Meat Hook from Hook Island, which yeah. used to be a great tourist resort and now isn't. Any particular reason? The Deadly Beast. Oh, yes, The Deadly Beast of Hook Island, which took off both his hands and... You have to prove yourself to Meat Hook by passing his trial, which was originally three trials, but got cut down to one funny one, <laughs> which is that you have to face the mighty beast and touch it. So you touch the parrot and everything's fine. <laughs> but Meat Hook is a large, bald, tattooed, hook-hand gentleman Both who completes the trio of your mutinous crew, Yay. Otis, Carla, and Meat Hook. But there are, of course, two more characters we should cover before we leave Melee Island. Okay. The Fettuccine Brothers. Ah, uh, Yes. Belly Island's finest circus performers, and much better than the men of low moral fibre. Very much so. Because they don't perform, because they don't have their elephant. Makes you wonder how they lost an elephant, I mean. Well, the rats scared it off. No, no, how do you lose an elephant? It should be fairly easy to track. Belly Island's a large island, and a lot of it's uninhabited. Uh, Not as big as Monkey Island, but fairly big. Okay. It's the Fettuccine Brothers are a strange, stereotypical uh, circus act. Flamboyantly Italian. Flamboyantly Italian, that is exactly the phrase I was looking for. Who needs someone to try out they're fired out of the cannon trick. Yay. You're up for the job. Naturally, it doesn't go well. No. But they are the source of the most money on Melee Island. Really? Yeah, they pay you a hell of a lot for doing it. Several hundred pieces of eight. It's true. Without which you wouldn't be able to get the uh, spade that you need to dig up the fabulous treasure of Melee Island. And the sword with which you can fight people. Yes. The fabulous treasure of Melee Island, which is a fine t-shirt. It is. But you've got to put it back afterwards. Well, you don't have to, but it's no, advised no. that you do so, to make it fair for the other pirates. No, it's just don't take all the treasure. Oh, yes. Because there's several of them. So just take one. Be fair. Play fair and don't take all the treasure. Mm -hmm. But yes, Melee Island, once you've encountered all these people, then LeChuck steals, well, the governor. It's not really stealing, is it? It's kidnapping. Stealing, kidnapping, it all depends on you, but your point of view, really. Yeah, and drags her off to Monkey Island, which is convenient, because the secret of Monkey Island was what you were after anyway. Yeah. So now you've got to go to Monkey Island to save the governor, and all's well with the world. Hooray! Apart from the fact that, as we've mentioned already, your crew is somewhat mutinous. Yep. They would rather sunbathe. Even when you get to Monkey Island. Yep, you can actually make it to Monkey Island and they're still not bothered. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you mention that the governor's on Monkey Island, all they'll do is ask you to uh, let, let them know when you find her. So they have a spare chair so she can join in the sunbathing. Mm. So you have to get your own way to Monkey Island, which is where Jack's game went a bit wrong. It is. I, I, I fucked it up. Thanks to you. Uh, well, yes, in part <laughs> thanks to me, admittedly. Yes. <laughs> I was the one who said to start putting everything in, and uh, I, I didn't realise you could burn everything flammable and um, have nothing left. Yep. Because I've never encountered that problem before, and I don't know why now. Oh, I'll start again and do it. Well, not again. From, you know. From where you were last saved. Which wasn't a long time. Ago. Not a huge long a length of time ago at all, because it's not a hugely long game once you know what you're doing. Yeah. As I encountered last night when I played through it, mm -hmm. from beginning to end. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, you fire yourself out of a cannon, good thing the Fettuccine Brothers taught you that trick, and land on Monkey Island. Where you meet Herman, Herman the Hermit. Aha, uh -huh. not Herman Possum the German. 
possibly a Herman's Hermits reference. They were a sort of 60s band. Oh, okay. So it could be another in-joke. Not sure about that one. But anyway, he looks at you, looks at the sea monkey and says, you came in that thing, you're braver than you look. And that is a reference. That's yeah. a Princess Leia reference. He's been stranded there for 20 years. Came in a boat called Sea Monkey, don't you know? Aha. Uh-huh. He's Herman Toothrot. Uh-huh. First mate of the sea monkey. So you're on his ship, which he kind of, he, he recognises that it looks similar, but it has been 20 years since he's seen it, so he's not that fast. Mm. Anyway, Herman is the gentleman who trained a crew of chimps to take the ship back to Malay Island to get help. So the chimps took the ship back to Malay Island, and he's been there ever since. <laughs> you think he'd get on the ship to... Well, you ask him that question, and he says, what, spend that many weeks with nothing but monkeys? <laughs> That's his logic, anyway. Yeah. Now, Herman has a slight problem with his neighbours, because Monkey Island, not as uninhabited as it was thought. Okay. It is inhabited by a tribe of cannibals, mm-hmm. who, yes, they're, they're, they're cannibals, but they're not dangerous. Okay. But they are rude. <laughs> okay. Because there's an argument that's arisen, you see. Herman lent them a banana picker that he'd made. And as collateral, they gave him the key to the monkey head idol. And he's not going to give the key back until he gets his banana picker back. Right. And they won't give the banana picker back until they get the key, key back. back. okay. Which sucks, because you want the key. And he won't give you the key until he's got his banana picker. Aha. Uh-huh. Anyway, we won't be doing anything about that for a while. Okay. <laughs> He's also got to share the island with LeChuck. Mm-hmm. Who is also not that good a neighbour, I suppose. No, mostly just want him to keep the noise down, though. Ah, OK. Yeah, just dead pirates wailing and moaning at all hours of the day and night. Mm-hmm. Gets on his nerves. OK. So Herman's a bit eccentric, and he will follow you around wherever you go, and he becomes quite infuriating. <laughs> and you wonder what happened to the captain who wrote the journal in which you first heard the name Herman Toothrot. Yeah. Until you find him hanging from a rope <laughs> in a Dried riverbed. <laughs> Realised he took his own life to get away from Herman. Oh god! So that's another character you encounter, although you don't have many fine conversations with him. No, him being yeah. Okay. Anyway, the the first puzzle of Monkey Island is that there is a mountain range across it, and you need to get through. Okay. Or you could use the boat to go round, but the paddles have been thrown into a chasm by the cannibals. Ah. See, rude. Very rude. But once you do manage to get to the other side, you can visit the cannibal tribe, where you find out why they're not dangerous. They've turned to vegetarianism. Okay. They're cannibals who are cutting red meat out of their diet for health reasons. I did wonder why they they wanted a banana picker. Exactly. And uh, this is a sort of reverse reference. One of them's called Lemonhead. Okay. I believe the band The Lemonheads took their name. Okay, yep. Anyway, the cannibals, of course, won't give the banana picker back. In fact, they catch you picking bananas from them and chuck you in prison. Ah. And this this is... a good example of Monkey Island's humour. They throw you in the hut, couple of, uh, chuck a couple of spears across the door as a lock, and it's very easily easy to escape. Okay. It's not very easy to take the banana picker with you because you happen to be locked in the same room as it, but you can escape and you go back in. And they catch you again. And this time they board the door up. Yeah. Still very easy to escape. So you escape come back in and each time they lock you up they will lock you up with a more sophisticated more technologically advanced lock until it just gets silly at which point I believe it was Lemonhead who, okay. was, who will say which is the bigger mystery how does he keep escaping or why does he keep coming back <laughs> So what kind of heights of technology do they get to then with this? There's a futuristic electronic lock. I haven't seen anything beyond that. Okay. But anyway, basically, they will let you go free if you can find something to please the great monkey god. Okay. You need to get into the great monkey idol, which is a a giant stone statue of a monkey's head. The second biggest monkey's head that Guybrush has ever seen. Uh In reference to the 1960s sitcom Get Smart. Uh, Never explained what the first biggest monkey's head he's ever seen is, of course, because that would ruin the joke. It would. And there are several idols lying around the head, put there by the tribe. Ah. One of them is a craven image of Sam and Max, 
<laughs> as I mentioned. But one of them you can take with you. It's a weedy little thing. It's got Made by Lemonhead written on the bottom. Mm. So you take that, and when they ask you if you have anything to offer the great monkey head, you give them the idol. And Lemonhead will say, hey, look at that. It's small, just like one of mine. Beautifully crafted, just like one of mine. It's made by Lemonhead, just like one of mine. This is perfect. Let's go give it to the monkey head. <laughs> <laughs> and they will wander off, leaving you free to take the monkey head picker. Uh, the monkey head picker? Banana picker. You're going a bit mad here. Yeah, banana picker. Leaves right. you free to take the banana picker. So you do. Okay. And you give it back to Herman, and you get the key, which is a giant Q-tip. Right. Okay. Which, of course, you stick in the monkey head's ear. Right. It's got a bit of a wax problem, you see. I see. And then down into the depths of hell, the caves under Monkey Island you go. Which is a problem, because yeah. this is a very, very frustrating part of the game. The levels change. Really? Yes. They keep moving and shifting, and each screen you go through, it will shift, and once you come around the other side, of the screen it's shifted again pathways break and reappear and you think oh, you're never going to find anything down here and eventually trust me on this you give up right but that, that's going to suck back to the tribe because oh, yeah. <laughs> they seem to be the only people worth talking to because Herman's a bit like that yeah and the tribe will tell you the only way to make it through the chasms the caves under Monkey Island is to have a navigator uh-huh. they just happen to have the preserved shrunken head of a navigator kept alive by magic yeah. and you see they would love to help you because you but... tell them you're looking for Lachuk yeah. And they know how to mix up a, a voodoo spell that will get rid of ghosts. Right. But they need a special root to ferment. Okay. And Lechuk has stolen it. As you would. But they only have the one navigator head, so they're unwilling to give it to you. Right. If they knew how to get another head, then that would be fine. But they don't. Right. Now, of course, earlier on in the game, we met Stan. Stan, of course, very eager to please, gives you lots of freebies. Yeah. Including several leaflets, brochures, things like that. One called How to Get Ahead in Seafaring. Ah, uh, okay. You see where we're going with this? Yeah. You give them the pamphlet entitled How to Get Ahead, and they go, oh, we can get another one. Fine, have this one. And off you go. It's that kind of a game. Yeah. And that'll help you find the zombie pirate Lechuk. Oh, no, 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 the ghost pirate Lechuk. This is because becoming a running joke, isn't it? At yeah. my expense. Don't worry, we'll, we'll bring it up next time when we talk about Golden Axe. We'll talk about the zombie warrior vi- uh, viper. Yes. Or, or we'll um, bring it up when we talk about Monkey Island 2, and I'll keep referring to it as the Ghost, ghost Pirate. pirate but anyway, you find the Ghost Pirate ship, and long story short, you get the root, and you mix up the fermented root ghost sapping material, and you go back to kick ass. Hey. And he's gone. Typical. He's left Bob behind. Yeah. This is the scene where you can kill Bob if you want. Anyway, Bob explains that he's gone back to Malay Island to marry the governor. Okay. Oh, one more character on Monkey Island before we leave Monkey Island in our telling of the tale. Mm-hmm. The three-headed monkey. Three-headed monkey. There is a three-headed monkey. Three-headed monkey, okay. Three-headed monkey, yes. This has become a running joke in the curse of, uh, in all of the Monkey Island games. One of the things you can say to the vegetarian cannibals when you wish to escape is, hey, look, a three-headed monkey, and they won't turn around and look, but one will appear and start eating bananas. <laughs> okay. So the three-headed monkey exists. Right. And is there. And Just you can even, what the cannibals will say. And you have a brief conversation with it later. Right. Okay. But it doesn't say anything back. It's a monkey. Okay. And also, before we leave Monkey Island in the telling of our tale, I ought to mention that you can actually sink your ship whilst you're on Monkey Island. Is this another game ender? Not in the least. Ah. It will change the game ending. Ah. There is a... Well, it's basically a catapult that's been set up. You can aim it and fire it, and one of the shots will sink your ship. Hmm. But anyway, when you need to leave Monkey Island, yep. if you've sunk your ship, you'll hitch a lift right. with Herman or Bob. I can't remember which. But one yeah. of them gives you a lift. Yeah. Which is odd, because they don't have ships. Mm-hmm. If you haven't sunk your ship, your crew will turn up and you'll head back. Okay. The only reason they're willing to head back to Melee Island is they've run out of sunblock. Okay. And you head back to Melee Island in part four, Guybrush kicks butt. <laughs> 
the, the culmination of the storyline. You run onto Melee Island, all the people are gone, placed with a couple of ghosts wandering around, who you zap with this magic fermented root formula. Hooray. Which makes them disappear. And you run into the church, and one of the things you can shout when the, uh, the spectre of a minister leading the wedding says if any man here has any cause or impediment, you can shout, Elaine! Because Elaine is... Elaine Marley's name. Mm -hmm. However, it was also the name of uh, uh, in The Graduate, the film where the famous scene as ripped off in The Simpsons and Wayne's World uh, comes right. in where you run into the church, bang on the window, shout out the name. And it's it's another reference. It's a graduate reference. Okay. You can shout a couple of other things, such as the, the, gen the gentleman getting married isn't a gentleman uh, or isn't a man. <laughs> but anyway, LeChuck turns around, sees you've come, can't believe your audacity, and at this point, Elaine appears, descending from a rope in the ceiling. Okay. Confusing the hell out of both you and LeChuck. Mm -hmm. But it turns out everyone was right all along. Governor Marley can look after herself. Yep. Because who's in the dress? Two monkeys with ghost zap formula. Uh, okay. But the monkeys run off. Right. Leaving only you to save the day. What a shame that the chuck punches you so hard that you go flying through the air and land at Stan's shipyard. Yeah. Uh, so hard, in fact, that you slam down through the grog machine. Ouch. Mm, it, it hurts. Yeah. Uh, and LeChuck reaches into it and rustles around and yanks you out through the uh, dispensing slot. <laughs> Along with several pieces of eight and a bottle of root beer. Now, the ghost formula, which you've lost after LeChuck punched you, was fermented root. Yep. Root beer. Is fermented root. So you grab the bottle and then he punches you again, sending you flying across the line and landing outside Captain Smirks. But if you're smart, you'll use the root beer on him and it's just as effective. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, you've won the game. Hooray! And Elaine pops up and the two of you stand watching what appears to be a fireworks show, but is actually the, the ectoplasm of the ghost pirate. Ghost pirate, I got it right. Yay. The chuck exploding against the night sky. And uh, there you go. Hooray! Yay. That's Monkey Island. And it's setting you up nicely for Monkey Island 2, because now Guybrush and Elaine are together. Hooray! That's a happy story. Only to get further tormented by LeChuck. Ah, who is too stupid to realise he's dead twice. Excellent. <laughs> but that's Monkey Island. Really, that's the plot, that's the characters, that's the trivia. That's it. Oh, versions. Versions, yes. We mentioned versions for another world that's not quite as many and they're not quite as differing. Okay. There's the PC floppy disk version, mm -hmm. which comes in either EGA, which is sort of 32 colour, VGA, which is the 256 colour version, which is what you were playing there. Okay. Amiga version, which I believe is 32 colour again, mm -hmm. but also has better sound. Ah. Atari ST, which is shocking, it's got the bad sound and only 16 colours. Okay. <laughs> there is a CD-ROM enhanced PC version which came out several years later which is Again, the 256 colour version, but with the same, no, even better sound than yeah. was on the Amiga. And there is a Sega Mega CD version. Hooray! And of course, because it's a scum game, it's available on any platform that supports scum, scum VM. So that's, uh, I believe it's homebrewed on the Nintendo DS. I know it's available on the Pocket PC platform. It might be on Symbian as well. Excellent. It's on Mac, it's on PC. It'll be on the game on part. fucking everything is. I'm sure it's on the game part. Anything that can run Scum VM will run Monkey Island. So you can find a version, trust me. It's a help there. Excellent. Um, I think we're done, aren't we? I, shit, we are. Ooh, should we talk about what we're going to do next week, then? Yes, because next week we are going to talk about the game that we referenced earlier. Jack played it in 20 minutes this afternoon. Golden Axe! Oh, it's one of my favourites. The, the very, very first... Well, I suppose we had a Master System but I don't really remember that much. The whole family got a Mega Drive, and we were really, really excited about it. It was excellent. We, had, we only ever had one game for it, though. Or it was one cartridge one with cartridge. six games on yeah. it. We had Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, uh, Revenge of the Shinobi, FIFA, or something like that. Some kind of Grand Prix game. Uh, and Columns. Hmm. 
But Golden Axe was always my favourite. Oh, it was good. And we will be talking about that classic in the genre of side-scrolling hack and slash next week. Ah, oh, with dwarf butts. With dwarf butts. Flying dwarf butts. Flying dwarf butts. <laughs> and were we talk? Are you talking about the Mega Drive version or the arcade version? Well, we'll talk about Golden Axe in general, oh, okay. and as always, we'll talk about the differences between and the versions. As far as I can tell, the main difference being the screaming. Oh, God, the screaming. The arcade version had the capacity for digitised screams. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> Which they never actually said, but it would have sounded so much better. And it sounded... <laughs> so, yes, Golden Axe next week. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you Write indeed. Write in, stage one at gmail.com. Thanks, as ever, to the mini-bosses. Thank you very much. And when will I get to read the emails that we get sent? Oh, yeah. I was going to set that up, wasn't I? Yeah. I'll remind me. Also, what's our website? Well, worldonestage1.libsyn.com. It's, that's where our RSS feed is published. We don't have a proper website Oh, no, no I mean, that's what I was looking for, because I haven't been able to listen to you our... You can also find us on Podcast Alley, Podcast Planet. Yeah. Thank you, whoever added us to Podcast Planet, incidentally. It wasn't me. Yeah. Uh, I just got a mail saying that we'd been added to Podcast Planet, so thank you whoever did that. We thank you very much. We won't be paying you, though. No. You can find us on iTunes. You can write a review for us on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. Oh, that would be fantastic. You can vote for us on Podcast Alley. You can vote for us on Dig. You can. You probably won't. But you, I'll go on. Go on. We'll be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can reach us in all of those different ways. So why aren't you? That's a very good question. Basically, keep listening. Yes, please That's do. the most important part, is keep listening. So until next time, I am Simon. And I am Jack. And that is Harvey. Uh, that is Harvey, clawing up the sofa. And this has been World 1, Stage 1, a retro video game podcast. Yarmitties! Yeah,